Ireland for his number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold and a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. He's got it. 984, a world record for Donovan Bailey and a gold medal. A perfect score. 10.0 for Dante Tabanese. A perfect score. The first time I've never seen it. It is off the podium. Welcome once again to this Olympics podcast as we continue our vault interview special, going through some classic interviews that myself did. Uh, personally, on on my former radio show, The Brink, and a bit of a bit of a thumb one here for you because obviously we're bringing you Olympian athletes, uh, Olympic athletes, and people connected to the Olympics in terms of uh, what's going on with these interviews. But uh, I wanted to bring this one to you. I think this is connected to the Olympics enough, even though there might not be a whole lot talked about the Olympics here. 2010, I got the chance to speak to Nikki Webster. Now, for those not in the know. You're thinking, who the hell is Nikki Webster? She was, if you go back and ever see any footage of the Sydney 2000 opening ceremony, or you've got it, or you watch it, whatever you do, you'll see a young girl, a young red-headed girl, being taken through a journey across Australia, you know, the history of our country, and, and everything along those lines, and that was Nikki Webster. She, she became a celebrity after the Olympics because of her performance um, in the Sydney 2000 opening ceremony, you know, released a hit single, Strawberry Kisses, pretty much all that happened and she kind of faded into obscurity but she still pops up every now and then and uh, apparently i believe uh recent news on nikki is actually getting ready to re-release strawberry kisses believe it or not so i think this interview was fun Again, as I kind of pre-warn people listening to this in terms of questions asked, there are Brink staple questions we ask the famous five that you'll hear at the end. And again, this was from 2010. So if you are perhaps listening to this or skipping past this intro, uh, wondering what's going on, there are references that might be a bit dated. But again, this was seven years ago. So uh, here it is, Nikki Webster from The Brink. We are very excited to have our next guest here on the brink. She rose international stardom as a star of the Sydney 2000 opening and closing ceremonies and has since gone on to be one of the most recognisable faces and voices in Australia. In 2001, she released one of the highest selling singles of the year with Strawberry Kisses and has since gone on to release three hugely successful albums and in between has gone on to star in everything from The Wizard of Oz to Dancing with the Stars. So please welcome to the brink for the first time, Nikki Webster. Nikki, it is fantastic to finally have you here on the show. It's all right. I can just, I really do want to say, though, in the five years that I've been doing this show, I don't think I have been more excited to finally land a guest. We've been trying to chase you up yes. since the start. Really? Yes. Oh, don't I feel important? <laughs> you, you should, you should. And the listener... I'm, I'm glad you finally got me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the listener reaction has just been superb, too. So I know everybody oh. listening to this right now is excited to have you finally on the show, Nikki. Now, of course, many people first got to know you as the face of the Sydney Olympic opening and closing ceremonies, as I just mentioned in 
in the introduction, but you have been around a lot longer than that, appearing in everything from Home and Away. Do you remember anything from your role on Home and Away? Um, I do, actually. It was just a guest spot night. I believe my brother was in it also, and um, we were basically just in a house and, you know, we were playing brothers and sisters and someone came to the door. I don't actually remember what characters it was, but um, I remember the filming day. It was, it was quite fun, quite a lot of fun, and uh, obviously being on screen with your brother, you and playing a brother and sister, you get to, um, you know, have a fight and it's all good fun. <laughs> no acting, it's just, you know... Just no, no, no acting. <laughs> no, not at all. Now, something that many of our listeners may not actually be aware is that you uh, have performed with the King of Pop, Michael Jackson. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, that was when he was in, um, in Sydney for his history tour and um, a whole group of us got to meet him and then he asked us to sing on stage with him and we sang Heal the World and we were walking around in a big circle and he picked me out of the circle to sing out the front with him. So, um, you know, just incredible moment, uh, you know, singing, standing next to Michael Jackson, singing to a, a packed audience. Um, it was absolutely insane and, and um, you know, something I'm, I'm going to hold on to the rest of my life and unfortunately he's, he's not around anymore. But... Uh, I've definitely got a very fond memory of it. Were you a massive Michael fan or was it just Absolutely something you did? Absolutely. Massive. Yeah. Massive Michael fan. Still am. I, you know, he's a genius at what he does and uh, and getting to meet him and, and spend just a little bit of time just getting to know him was, was incredible. And I, I guess my one regret is probably not keeping in contact with him after I did the Olympics because I'm sure it was probably something he would have liked to have known about. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, yeah, that just, I mean, I teach all my kids at my dance studio Michael songs, and uh, we love it. We have dance, we have a sing, and it's just infectious music, which is brilliant. Absolutely, and of course, obviously, tragic circumstances last year that happened, but mm. um, unfortunately, I suppose his music will live on, and if you're teaching that to your the students there, I mean, I suppose that works out very well. And with that, yeah. now that you do have this uh, studio, your dance studio, is that something that's sort of bringing back the way you started when you were young? You're trying to get this now to other people coming along to this studio and being able to start what you did? Yeah, absolutely. I guess, uh, you know, I've always grown up in, in dance studios, but it's a more relaxed in terms of we're very nurturing, my, my, my brother and my self business partners and um, I guess I've been through a lot of ups and downs publicly with the media and if I can nurture these young up-and-coming stars, um, performers and, and I guess steer them away from what I've been through or, or help them through the tough times then, um, you know, that that's what I'm going to do. That's it, what I'm really passionate about. And um, now having an agency also attached to the dance studio, um, yeah, I'm able to see kids take the steps that I took. So um, it, it, it's very exciting and I love it and uh, it's such a rewarding thing to do. Well, that's obviously the main thing too with that. And you've actually sort of half answered a question I was going to ask. We've noticed here at the show, at the brink, that whenever the media do talk about you or they're interviewing you or anything along those lines, they always seem to refer to this public perception of you and it always turns out in a negative way. How much does this annoy yeah. you, Nikki? I mean, is there anything you would love to say or do to these media type and do you just want something <laughs> nice and positive out there for you for once? That's true. I don't I don't think there's enough time for me to tell you what I'd like to do to them. No, um, <laughs> look, I don't, I don't really, I don't read the good, I don't read the bad. I'm kind of at that point where, you know, it, it it's not worth kind of reading into what they're saying. Um, I always find it weird that they make it a public perception that's a negative thing when I'm out on the streets every day being myself and it's actually the media's perception. It's it's not the public. The public are quite behind me. So um, I guess I'm, I'm blessed in, in that sense. But, uh, you know, it was tough going through puberty and going through, you know, the tall poppy syndrome. But I'm still going through it with the media. I don't think it's ever going to stop. So I've 
got to get on with it. <laughs> and do you want to try and shake off? Obviously, the image is always you with this young girl from the opening ceremony at the Olympics. I've even mentioned it in my opening ceremony, so I'm being a hypocrite by saying this. But you obviously, you've done so much more than just, you know, being up on a wire at the opening ceremony of the Olympic <laughs> Games. I guess, you know, that was such a proud moment for our country and, uh, as a whole. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, to be put in, in, you know, side by side with that is... is absolutely amazing so it's something that is always going to be with me and I'm, I'm happy for it to be mentioned all the time absolutely <laughs> i suppose though if you're happy for it to be mentioned i mean there are some people we've had on the show where they've got that one moment and you sort of say to people yes. oh yeah we've got <laughs> jane savile on the show who's that oh she's the one who got disqualified just before she walked into the stadium they know yeah. that moment so with no Nikki i Webster, hate it's a bit that different. yeah true. <laughs> they know if you say that, who nikki webster is they don't need to be known that you're the one from the opening ceremony they know who you are nikki it's okay it's okay oh i hope so <laughs> <laughs> now when you've walked out into that stadium you You've got a couple of billion people around the world watching you at that moment. How, how are the nerves going? Are you absolutely crapping your dacks? Well, not really. I think the main thing was I, the only time I got nervous was right at the beginning where I had to walk out and I had to hit centre mark right in the middle of the stadium. And, you know, there was no markings on the floor. So basically it was done by feel and, and, and rehearsals of where I'd found centre. Because if I didn't hit the centre spot, I couldn't have flown because the cables couldn't come down. That was the only thing I was nervous about. Once I hit centre, I was like, this is easy, this is great. And I didn't even think about, you know, people watching. I think um, that was a great thing that David Atkins and Rick Birch did with me. They didn't, they didn't really put the pressure on that so many people would be watching. They just said, you know, go out, make us proud. You know, there's everybody in the stadium. They forgot to tell me that it was being filmed for the world. But yeah, <laughs> just that small little fact. Yeah, they forgot. But probably in a good way. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. I'm sure you wouldn't want to walk out there and they've gone, okay, Nikki, hit centre spot and just forget about the three billion people watching you. Yeah. Yeah, and if you don't hit centre spot, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. I suppose that was before YouTube, though. But, I mean, still, it would have been yeah. something that they would have put on there now, maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you watch other Olympic ceremonies now every four years and you sort of think, like, what are they doing? Me flying up above the, you know, Stadium Australia was so much better than a little boy in Greece on a boat. <laughs> I, I do watch them, and I think, you know, the thing I find amazing is how much um, uh, technology has come on since the 2000 Olympics. You know, we could only fly up, down, and across. Now they can fly in zigzags. They can play any way they want. <laughs> so there's obviously a lot more creative license and, and, and ways through technology that, um, you know, enhance the opening ceremony. But I think overall our, our storyline, our uh, what we portrayed, the you know, everything put together was just exceptional. And all the directors that were a part of the opening ceremony were absolutely incredible. And, um, you know, I think we're the best and I think we're always going to be the best. And I think you <laughs> but started, I'm not biased. No, not at all. You can be biased. Well, you know, Sam Arant said we're the greatest Olympics ever and no one's ever he said did, anything he else. He did, he did. Absolutely. And he told me that as well too. So yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to take got that and run. <laughs> you've got that from the man himself so you can I, use that personally. Absolutely. And I think there's been a bit of a trend since Sydney 2000. Every opening ceremony, whether it be a winter or summer, mm. I swear they've been using like a young child telling a story. Yeah. And, you know, Nikki, you've started this. Oh. I feel flattered. <laughs> it was kind of David Atkins and Rick Birch, but hey, I'll oh, take that. Yeah, they no <laughs> they want to recreate them. it, I'd say go for it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no one remembers them, you know? I mean, when you, when you say when you say Strawberry Kisses, people don't care who wrote it, Nikki. You sang it. Come True. on. Come oh, on. thanks. Now, of course, with Strawberry Kisses, you've gone, Australia's gone Nikki Webster crazy after the Summer Olympics in 2000. What was this yeah. period like? I mean, how, could you walk out of your house? How, what were the fan reaction like to that? It, it was quite 
quite intense and it was quite weird for me being 13 thinking, okay, I've done the opening ceremony. I'm just going to go back to school when, you know, when we resumed at school. And I remember pulling up and I had 60 minutes following me at that point and obviously it was some kind of exclusive thing and, and there was 7, 9, 10 and every other news channel under the, the sun parked outside my, my school and, and I had to duck down in the car and I'm going, what is this? This is just crazy. Um, it, it was fun. It was scary. It was... It was hard at the same time, you know, eating in a food court like I normally would and people coming up with my mouth, you know, I'm shoving food into my mouth and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But I guess the, the great thing about it was everybody's spirit and um, how positive they were about being proud to be an Australian. Yeah. And uh, that was that was the main thing that was really, really touching. You should have rang up Michael Jackson and maybe got out some advice, you know, how do I deal with this, yeah. Michael? What do I do? <laughs> should have closed down a shopping centre, so I should have got, could have gone shopping by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Walk with like a One face day. mask on with your hand waving, you know, and some kids with some face you know, on their faces. <laughs> maybe not that far. Maybe not that far. Um, now, of course, in the years that followed, you did release a few more albums that I have uh, mentioned, of course, in the introduction. Mm. But I suppose a lot of people then remember you from 2005 when Dancing with the Stars happened. Now, how, yeah. how was this experience for you with a lot of stuff that happened during that filming there? It was great. Dancing, I mean, Dancing with the Stars is such a whirlwind. It's It's... You know, you're thrown into dancing with this person that you've never met before and you train, you know, seven, eight hours a day and um, then you go and you dance and, and you're totally out of your comfort zone. Yes, I'd had dancing training, but um, nothing to do with Latin dancing or, or anything yeah. like that. And I'd always sung and danced. I'd never just danced. And it was completely freaky. It was scary. And I remember the first episode, all of us standing backstage going, why did we sign up to do this? <laughs> what are we doing to ourselves, you know? Why are we putting ourselves out of our comfort zones? But um, it, it, it was great. I made some wonderful friends and um, it, it was a wonderful time. I think you've got some dogs in the background, some fans there. Are there I some do. Fans that's my little dog, Sunshine. She wants to start. She wants the limelight, I think. Oh, uh, we can, we can ask just saying hello questions. to everybody. Hi, Sunshine. I'm sure Hobart is loving you right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, you did, like, when Dancing with the Stars, you did knock off a couple of Olympic gold medalists in Stephen Bradbury and Shane Gould, though. So, I mean, you know, you've got this oh. Olympic reputation and you've beaten some Olympic gold medalists, Nikki, so you can always put that yeah, in your resume. I've never too. thought about it that way. Mm. Well, we had Stephen Bradbury on the show and we mentioned that to him. You know, you got beaten by Nikki Webster oh, and he was like, oh, well, what are you to do? <laughs> now, of course, also I was mentioning, though, that how the media perceive you as saying that, you know, you're always that young girl from the Olympics. But, of course, in the last five years, you've attempted to bring out this more mature image with some photo shoots for the men's magazines and, of course, Devilicious being released last year. And is this hard for you, given that you're putting so much effort into this and that Australia don't seem to want to accept a grown-up Nikki? Well, I don't, yeah, I don't think well, I'm putting so much effort into it. I just think it's a natural progression, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think they'd... They'd do the same thing if I was still dressed up in, you know, a pink um, plastic outfit, you know, like I wore in strawberry <laughs> I think they'd be saying, she needs to grow up. So yeah. I guess I can't win. So no. I'm just going to do what feels comfortable with me and, um, you know, not worry about the media. It's more about getting my music across and performing. That's what I do. And uh, I have a right, just as everybody else has a right, to, to make a career out of things and, and to uh, give it a go. And, and um, I guess I'm lucky enough to have some doors open, but... I'm going to keep dashing down a few more. <laughs> I suppose the media never seemed to make up their mind, do they? I mean, with Michael no. Jackson, he never seemed to grow up. They bagged him out. Britney Spears grew up too quickly yep. and they bagged her out too. They, you can't win, can you, Nikki? You can't. You can't win. So that's why you've got to kind of take it with a, a pinch of salt and, and just make sure you're not getting pushed around personally and you're happy with what you're doing. Exactly. Um, Screw the media. Yeah. You don't need them, you know. <laughs> 
Who needs us? This interview, who needs it? God, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I'm sure you're well aware, Nikki, we're trying to campaign to get the Olympics here in 2020 mm. in Hobart. And we have massive plans for it, of course. But we do think that no Olympic Games in Australia would be complete without Nikki Webster being the star attraction of both opening and closing ceremonies. Can we book you in right now to be the star attraction? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to do that, and I feel honoured that you say that, so thank you. <laughs> we will have you walking out centre spot, raising you up, and you were talking about zigzagging and all this sort of stuff. You won't yeah. even have string. You'll be flying oh. on your own by 2020. Woohoo! Mind you, how old will I be in 2010? Well, what's that? You're going to be, what, 10 years' um, time? So 32? 10 years, 32. Oh. oh. You'll still be young, Nikki. Come on. <laughs> That's a little scary. <laughs> yeah. Don't just don't think about the age factor, you know, you've got True. you've got long time to get ready for it. But I, I know you've got you've got Olympic experience, Nikki. So I mean, can you suggest anything else that we can make our games even better than Sydney? Oh, oh, that's a tough one. I think it's, you know, the more people you get involved, the better. I think that's a great thing about the Olympics is is the community spirit and everybody, the volunteers and, and everything like that. And I don't know. I think it's, I think it could be interesting. I mean, 2020, I mean, yeah, 2020 is, is so far away. But um, I don't know. I'll, I guess I'll leave it up to the creative directors. Mm, but I'm yes. happy to be a part of it. Well, you can be a creative director. As I said, you've got the experience. So, you know, bugger Rick no. Birch. We've got Nikki Webster on board. Come on. Oh, I think, I think you need someone like Rick or David. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get you to pass on their phone numbers and, you know, we'll get some insight. <laughs> but we can get your full support then for the Olympics, Nikki, in Hobart for 2020. Could you... It sounds fantastic. Yeah, what about what about next interview? You know, you, you're on a current affair next time. You're sort of mentioning it. You could just be like, you know, hey, Tracy Grimshaw, bugger me, Nikki Webster, what about the 2020 Olympics? You know, come on. Ah! <laughs> yeah, Starring Nikki that. Webster. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Look, look, i tell you one thing. We're excited to have that, definitely. Now, Nikki, um, we're nearly going to be at the end of this interview but um, just before we get to a set of questions we like to ask all our guests I just wanted to mention though you are 22 as we mentioned a few minutes ago you've achieved more than most people do in their entire lives what do you hope to achieve in the future and speaking of 10 years time in 2020 where would you like to see yourself um I guess just you know just moving along and and achieving some of the same goals I've done um you know with music and, and taking it overseas I'd love to to take my music overseas and see how it goes, um, you know, my dance studio, my talent agency to to keep on growing um, and and hopefully create some incredible performers that take on take on Australia and the world as well. So mm. yeah, just doing what I love doing and, and always being happy and hopefully I have a family and by that point and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some little Nickies running around. <laughs> the little Nickies. We could have the like the instead of the Jackson Five, we could have the Webster Five. Oh on. my gosh! That would be exciting. <laughs> you keep your brother involved, and you know, hubby and the kids. Ah, uh, I've got to find a hubby first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, come on! Look, put it, put it right now. We've got listeners of Hobart around the world. Nikki <laughs> Webster wants a husband. How's that? <laughs> a boyfriend first. <laughs> yeah. All right. Come on. We'll get people to send in emails. Can, it can be like you know the Brink dating agency. You know, the, our first attraction is Nikki Webster. <laughs> it, it, it will work well. Yeah. You could set up shop down here, Nikki, for the Olympics. You'd be here already. Now, look, we'll wrap it up yeah. with our set of questions we like to ask our guests. These are very easy. Don't get too ex- too nervous. They'll be fine, okay. Nikki. So if you're ready, we'll get straight into them. What is your okay. favourite type of cheese? Um, like tasty cheese. 
tasty cheese. One of the most like favourite strong ones. vintage, yeah. Yeah, and it's good bitey cheese. Good, good for mm. the good for the stomach. Uh, question two: Are you a folder or a scruncher? I don't know what I am. You don't. Is know. that weird to say that? No, not really. We've had a few who don't know. They sort of say yeah. like, "Oh, I'll tell you next time," but that's yeah. Weird. It's kind of yeah. It's just, <laughs> I guess I don't think about it too much. <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> you're not there and going, "I'm a folder, bugger me," and then yeah. you just go off and. Yeah. I will though next time definitely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> next interview with Tracy Grimshaw, you know, Tracy, I'm a folder. Anyway, <laughs> uh, question number three: Are we alone in this universe? Are we alone? Mm. No. No. Good. Yes. I we've hope went, not. We've only ever had two people said yes, we are alone. It's kind of scary when they say that. It's it's sad mm. to think that. Uh, and the final question we have for you, Nikki, is: What event would you like to see at the 2020 Olympics? Now, this can be anything. Let your mind run free. It doesn't have to be a sport. Even it can be up to you. Oh, uh, I'd like to see the gymnastics because I missed out in the Sydney Olympics. Ah, uh, yes. So, sort of. Would yeah. you Would you like to compete in the gymnastics? So we get oh, Nikki? absolutely. Yeah. I, I think I could win a gold. Not. We'll guarantee you gold. <laughs> we'll rig the competition. Uh, yay! We'll, Everyone else would have to hurt themselves. Or yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll pay the judges off. You know, we'll give them some yay. like Tasmanian cheese, some bitey, tasty cheese. That would work very well. Well, Nikki Webster, thank you so much for your time here on the brink. Absolute honour to finally have you here on the show and good luck with the dance studio and everything else that comes your way and we look forward to seeing you in 2020 here in Hobart. Okay, bye-bye. It's a, it's a lot of fun, and we used to take credit a lot on the brink for sort of getting a guest on the show, and then they would go on to bigger and better things. And, you know, we joke about Nikki in that uh, interview, I think, uh, getting a boyfriend, getting married. She, she went on to get married. I believe she's had children since, so you're welcome, Nikki. You, you are welcome. So uh, there you go. Just a fun one for you and off the podium. Uh, we've got more of them to come, though. We've got some great athletes and great people related to the Olympics still coming your way uh facebook off the podium podcast of course like us on there stay up to date rate us and leave us feedback on itunes and subscribe easiest way to get these episodes and you can go back through our archives listen to other interviews listen to all our uh, episodes that we did throughout the uh, rio 2016 games and uh more episodes to come of course as well so we uh we appreciate your company and your support of the show thanks for tuning in thanks nikki and we'll be back next time speaking to you wherever you're listening here on off the podium